Welcome to the Self-Love Line podcast. What are we up to here at the Self-Love Line? For one, we are a platform to learn about specific healing modalities and the life path associated with practicing them. Secondly, we are your space to send inquiries regarding self-love. Email us at theselfloveline at gmail.com. And in the end, we try and be an inspiration for your own self-love technology. Thank you to our sponsors, Sacred Roots Holistic Healing Center and the Panacea Holistic Institute in Long Beach, California. A collective committed to nurturing wellness in all beings. In today's episode, Jocelyn speaks with Eddie Ong, an international somatic body worker. Eddie is now a part of the Panacea Holistic Institute and is able to teach online all the way from Bali. Let's welcome Eddie Ong to the self-love line. Eddie Ohm of, is that how you say it? Oh, how, please introduce yourself. I want to make sure. <laughs> uh, my, you, you got it right. My name, my last name is Ohm or, uh, or Ohm <laughs> or uh, Ulm if you're in Germany, but, but for me, it's Ohm. And... Awesome. Well, Eddie is an amazing bodywork instructor, international instructor of somatic uh, approaches to bodywork. He could probably teach us more than we're going to discuss because we don't have that much time to talk about all the things that he could teach us. But I'm we'll really see where we'll see where we land. Yeah, it it could unfold that way. And most most uh, recently, we've invited Eddie to become a part of the Panacea faculty here yes. in Long Beach, even though he's all the way in Bali. So we want to say thank you, COVID, for bringing <laughs> us Eddie into the team. Because without you, we would not be able to have you on the team. Since yes, so- there's many small blessings, and and to do body work online, I'm <laughs> I was like seriously like this is going to be a major major change for all of us, but um, but it's totally possible, and like to see that you guys make the shift and to now be joining in the shift with you um, is really special, and I just I thank you for having me along uh, your journey. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have a choice anymore. We're just rolling in the direction that all of the things are rolling in. We're like, okay, well, you have to stay creative in this climate or you yeah. will just not do anything. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, the world needs its touch healers and it, it's going to need its practice it's going to need its practitioners in, in full force and to stifle the education based on, um, you know, external circumstances. It just doesn't seem right to do, you know, you, I feel you like need... it's like a human rights issue, actually. Like how come the things that bring mental sanity to people are the things that are being kind of extracted from the culture. Right. 
I'm a conspiracy theorist. Especially <laughs> today, I'm claiming that. <laughs> what is going on? What do you yeah. think is going on? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's it's certainly a thing that has taught me to respect my elders and the people that may um, get sick faster than I ever would, um, and how to uh, make sure that I'm taking care of them. I I would say that's the the biggest thing that I've taken care taken out of this whole whole process is is what is my what's my karma if I if I don't take care of the, the elderly and sick and the potentially and the people that might catch something but um but other than that i am like okay guys figure this out because <laughs> we we gotta we gotta get this like we gotta get this in the nip this in the bud so we can all um uh, live out our purpose on this earth without you know ruminating i think rumination and and people that uh, unfortunately don't have access to meditation are, are probably going to be you know, um, suffering. So, well, they probably already are suffering, but yeah. they'll find us. They'll find, they'll find it. They'll find yeah. a way. And everyone has their own meditation. And sometimes it doesn't look like breathing or alming. Right. Whatever it might look like. Sometimes it looks like doing the dishes and doing the dishes at the same time every morning or every yes. evening that brings that consistency and brings a nervous system back into balance now i don't have to tell this to you eddie i'm saying this for our readers for our listeners to know what exactly what what world does eddie live in he lives <laughs> in the world of the nervous system this is yes. his specialty he will nerd out on you 10 times longer than anyone else about nervous system tell us something about the nervous system yeah, well, I mean, step number one, what you described about the, the the meditative mind when you're when you're washing the dishes is a is a slip into a theta state, and uh, and a theta state is coached with, um, it's it's coached with a I don't identify with narrative, and I am, and I am focusing on a um, task positive. What's a narrative? Just let's make sure that we're all on the same page. What is sure. a narrative? Is anything that you run in your brain that tells you I am doing something like I am this, I am that, I am the story. <laughs> the story. I am a definition rather than you know uh, the reality of things necessarily. So in reality, we're not our story. Is that what you're trying to say? I am. I'm trying to say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Or, cool. or, 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 you know, it's, it's hard to say the story it's, it's we are, we are not our like 6,000 stories that we compile into one, you know, some of those will be, can be true, maybe, but the, like, you got like 5,900 others. So <laughs> yesterday I was doing an interview where we were talking about it. Like, uh, it's like your mind is like social media, just because everyone's posting all of that doesn't mean it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> your mind is scrolling through all the thoughts doesn't mean that's who you are yeah yeah and that that all rests in the default mode network of the brain and when you put something into task positive state which is like uh which is doing the dishes or even in a, in a body work session if you are focusing on your breathing uh, that is a task positive thing 
Um, and so when we get people on a bodywork table and we drop them down into a theta state, that's when they recover their nervous system. That's where, that's where you see people have jerks when they're sleeping. Um, that's like, that is like a rewiring process that the body and brain go under, um, specifically when it uh, pertains to reflexes. And so, and so kind of, yeah, so it's a healing state. It's a, essentially just a healing state. And so when people get the benefits of meditation, of no mind, um, they're dropping into that theta. So it's a really cool nervous system fact. But then, like, how does that have anything to do with body work? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, when, when, you, when you don't have somebody, when you don't, when you have an individual who can't relax in a session, it is they are they are staying out of that state that's they me staying, yeah, it, it's it's difficult like you actually have to work harder um negotiating their you know their comfort level and their breath and their safety um, necessarily rather than your technique on how you're going to you know do this or that or get the muscle tissue out and 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 pliable and all this stuff so it's a less of a focus on your technique and more of a focus on hey this individual needs to relax and they need to feel safe in the session so i feel you i just like okay so i don't know if i'm like numbed out you might be this way because you've been a massage therapist long enough but like as a massage therapist receiving i've gotten into the mode of discussion time with my (laughs) my therapist friends that's just like the the map that I created in the past 10 years of receipt or 12 years of (laughs) trades, but now like in the massage college, I'm coming into the student clinic and they're like coaching me to take deep breaths, (laughs) relax. And I'm like, so what do you do if you get triggered triggered by being told to be quiet when Uh, session? I want to know what your perspective is on that. Yeah. Well, it's generally not uh, a good idea. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I try not to get triggered, but I'm saying I have a subconscious trigger. Like I need to run my mouth for ten to fifteen minutes first, because yeah. I know I that well, will then allow me to open up to the vulnerability. Then I'm that's just- okay. Then that's then that's totally then that's totally part of your session. That's like um, that, there's a difference because we do come in and out of that theta state all the time. And it's, it's almost like a, most of the time it should happen, but all of that, all the time it's not type deal. And, um, uh, and also that's like, uh, I mean, that is, that's you wanting to get what you get, what you want out of that session. Yeah. And so, so there, I don't think there's anything at, you don't need to, you don't need to stay quiet or anything like that. And, and, um, it's your session. So you're guiding, right? Totally. And I like to tell that to my meditation students as well. We're not meditating so that we're, our mind is empty. Okay. That's not necessarily what's going to happen. We're meditating so that we can become aware that we are thinking and we can muscle memory stop in the process and remember that we're being, Right. We're being. Right. 
but i mean uh, stillness stillness is the hardest exercise there is it really is it's like all right how can i how can i find stillness and what's that stillness gonna speak to me and tell me today yeah people like are stopped before they even start because they believe that they're supposed to already be faded out yeah <laughs> that's why uh korea has been so i i'm i'm that person I'm that person where I'm like, well, I'm nothing's happening. What was so I I found Korea and Korea is a way to like how how can I direct my attention to different parts of my body so that I can like a, so that I can relax down into this session. So which Korea in particular are you is your go-to? Uh, there's a Samana Bayou Korea where um, uh, my my girlfriend taught me. Um, we like your girlfriend, <laughs> FYI, everyone. <laughs> she's she's fantastic. She really is. Uh, but I, well, you know, I'll send it to you. There's a, a Samana Bayou is the assimilation point um, generally around your navel center, and it's a clock uh, clockwise colored spinning wheel, and you just imagine it. Um, uh, illuminating you from the inside all the way like from the navel to the skull and then the navel to the base of your feet and just by doing that I'm like I'm, I'm able to say oh okay there's something I'm supposed to, I can do with this you can focus this. your energy towards the spinning wheel of Hada yeah Hada. <laughs> my question Hada. though I thought that a Kriya was a cleansing practice um Kriya, as I understood it, is is a directing as a directing of energies. So it can be it can be anything. Like uh, it could be you can have you can have multiple kriyas based on gates, which is like the third eye, the throat, the heart, the navel center, um, and then you're just you're you have a practice where you direct that energy there. And I think that, you know, there's a million, just so that you guys know, uh, listeners, that there's like thousands of approaches to yoga and thousands of interpretations of different yogic words. That's why I like to Google stuff when I'm doing interviews, <laughs> just to read what Google has to say about yes. words. I'm going to read to us what I found. Kriya, action, deed, or effort. It's a Sanskrit word. Most commonly refers to a completed action, technique, or practice within a yoga discipline meant to achieve a specific result. The six kriyas, or the six cleansing processes tied to the main modern six kriyas, are neti, which you've heard of neti pot, which is where you're putting water in your nose and you're clearing out your nasal passage so you can have the best breathing. There's kapalabhati, which Kapalabhati. Is, kapalabhati is we're going to be doing the, which, let's do the nose, right? Uh, Kabbalah Bhati is a, is a fire breath. So. Oh, the breath of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Breath of fire. And then there's like, you know, there's six more, but there's tons of them. And that's why I think the neti pot really threw me off. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't your, it wasn't your, uh, it wasn't in your like Korea practice. Yeah, my Korea <laughs> segment. Well, I, I always tell people that crying is a Korea. Because I'm kriya-ing. I'm cleansing my 
perspective. So like crying is a clearing or cleansing or an action where you're clearing your vision. Because usually we cry when our perspective is changing. Mm. Tears are literally washing the windows mm. of our perspective. That's my Korea, my go-to Korea call. That, that, I love that. That's totally the case. That, that really is. Crying is amazing. Crying is a... Uh, you know, I was crying the other day. I actually had no idea why I was crying. And I, it was like one of those like moments where I'm like, this is my nervous system. <laughs> no intellect is required. No yeah. intellect is required. <laughs> and, uh, and it was so cool because you see that the, the, that's a somatic experience. That is a re remapping of your, um, when, when we cry, when we laugh hysterically, it's a, uh, it is a overwhelm and an overlap of areas of your limbic system, your emotional brain, and they are trying to comprehend and fathom an emotion. And it's a, and it's a point where that emotion is so strong that the coping mechanism is to cry or laugh uncontrollably. And, uh, and it's like, it's so cool because eventually it stops, right? Eventually it, it stops and when it stops it's like i have now understood what emotion i'm feeling what what emo like emotions and feelings are different but um but when emotions are overwhelming uh then you're able to then then you then then crying or laughing happens and then you're able to apply a feeling to it which is a cognitive understanding of your emotions mm. yeah so so it's like it's a what we call a somatic experience so anything that is a like a remapping of your limbic structures yeah yes you I see, have... what's you, up you, you see somatic experiences on the table um sometimes people will be some people will break into cold sweats uh some people will um break into go like uh, goosebumps on their on their skin um, some people oh, will your hand cramping. Yeah. Some people will cramp, um, uh, shake, uh, when someone is, is, uh, having a, um, uh, like a, a re reattuning of their somatic reflexes, they'll shake. And, and that's a quite, a, quite a common thing. So somatic experiences and an uncontrollable limbic, uh, like restructuring is, is pretty common. We can do it just to cope. I mean, have you gone to Ecstatic Dance LA ever? Have I, I haven't gone to that one. I've been to some Ecstatic Dances, but yes, the vibe is there, right? Isn't that the same concept? <laughs> I was going, I was, yeah, the vibe is definitely there. I was going there probably once every other Sunday. And then, uh, you know, 50 people turned to 100 people and that turned to 200 people. And that turned to 300 people. And like now all of a sudden they got a, about a thousand people in this uh, very small church. <laughs> I told them like, hey, you guys are going to have to expand. Um, otherwise, I think we're a fire hazard in here. <laughs> that sounds like a religious experience that I'm sure the public uh, is missing right now. Those kind yeah. of dance experiences and that kind of communal experience is really, really powerful and we're all craving it. I know it. I can't be alone in it. No, no, you got to dance. 
Gotta dance, gotta be around the people. And okay, so my final question for you today right. is, what's your morning routine? In Bali right now for Ed, it's 5.30 in the morning. So besides <laughs> podcast or radio interview at 5.30 in the morning, what is your normal morning routine? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I've been trying. I've been trying to nail it. Down. You're full of good questions. <laughs> well, uh, no, I've been. Go ahead. What I was just saying? saying one one routine you like. Maybe you're not the type of person who wants to do the same thing every day. So just maybe you have a few that you pick from, but any kind that you like. Sure. Um, I've been trying to nail it down because this this is probably the one. This is probably the one area of my life that's popped up where I. Uh, it has affected me negatively just based on, I don't, I don't, I, I have had a routine. I haven't had a routine. And so, um, and so getting back into it, um, six o'clock or six thirty is my wake up time. Uh, no, no later than that. I try to, I try not to, uh, I try not to make it later than that. Um, I, I don't drink coffee, so mm -hmm. I make a yeah, I, drink, I I make a hot beverage that is not caffeine related. Um, I I tr and then sometimes I try not to eat until at least like ten or or eleven, um, just so I can, you know, make start the day on a clear pa palate. So that's like your ketosis activation. Yeah, if I can if I can get a meditation or a yoga in without eating. Um, I can eat after that technically. So I, basically it's, uh, I want to make sure that I get uh, some sort of morning movement or morning meditation. Um, Cause those two are separate. Uh, I want to get one of those two in. Before um, you start digesting food so that you can be most available for the energetic, spiritual healing exactly. qualities. Is this what I'm hearing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't want anything pulling my attention spam. Um, cause I would rather deal with it. Uh, you know, I would rather deal with a stomach that would, that would do that, um, by like gur gurgling than <laughs> like, a, than a full stomach drawing blood, like out of my, out of my brain essentially. So, yes. I mean, basically for those of, for those yogis out there or non-yogis that want to know how to hit Samadhi or, you know, get to your bliss state. That requires an empty bowel and no food inside it. So that means you've cleared, you've woken up, you've taken your morning duties, <laughs> cleared out your body, and then maybe some water or some tea, like you're saying, and then allowing for the, that is that is the corridor when your body is complete with digestion and is available to receive, like is the most available to receive when you're not indigestion or processing or two hours out from that so it's super powerful you can definitely become a superhero like eddie if you start to go to the bathroom not eat anything do your meditation and then eat well it. well you've heard me say that i i have and haven't gotten right so i've, I've sat down with like one or two ginger snap cookies this morning <laughs> oh, yeah so, <laughs> so i definitely already cheated on that um but but uh, but living out here actually has has taught me a routine uh, a lot a lot better. Los Angeles, I did not necessarily have my routine down. Can you give us like as if it's a guided visualization, like an experience of Bali? Like take us there, psychic 
Psychic vacation. Psych uh, <laughs> psychic vacation. Uh, it, we are we are a community in Changu, uh, where where we were supposed to meet and and do a retreat like la last month, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, hold on. Before we go on our guided visualization into Bali, I want to tell everyone that we had set up. We were like so close. We were, we were basically just had launched the this bodywork and yogi immersion workshop and retreat in Bali. And we were like right there and COVID <laughs> came out and we were yeah. like, ah, so we, this is like a culmination of many hours and days of talking, creating, co-creating. So yes. the fact that we're here now, I'm just like, well, I'm still in Bali. We're still here. <laughs> and thank I, you for riding the wave. Yeah, I'll get you guys out here. It was a beautiful spot that we had picked out and, um, and we'll, yeah, we'll be there one day. But it's a uh, it's it's a community. We're helping each other out tremendously. Um, uh, there's probably about nah, six to nine thousand Westerners still here, and to see them deeply ingrained with the the locals and the Banjar, um, and you know it's it, it's an abundant abundant island. Um, there's food and water, clear water, and uh, well, clear water where you look for clear water. And if you... Animals. What's that? Local fauna and flora. Local fauna and flora. Uh, lots of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're, you know, we're all helping each other out get through this. And and uh, and essentially, you know, we've been on lockdown twice. Uh, that lockdown's lifted. Um, um, and And that's a very stressful event especially for you know the people that work in in all of the cafes and everything around here um so those those people that don't have the resources are finding the resources fairly easy easily and uh, and it's just a really beautiful tying together of westerner and and East indonesian cultures um you know, I haven't ever seen something like this in my life, which is just profound. Um, but, you know, the streets are pretty empty here. Like, like everyone went home and the people that stayed are helping each other out. So. But it's gorgeous. There's a beach. We're surfing. We're. I think that well, sounds kind of awesome if everyone went home. That's great news, isn't it? it? It's, it's good news. <laughs> <laughs> when they did lockdown over there what was it like i mean i'm sure you know what it was like over here based on your family and friends but what was it like mm -hmm. in bali when they were like and now you're going inside um it was it was not it was not enjoyable it was not enjoyable um we were very fortunate to have a uh, a house um most people have you know a room and to go into lockdown in a room, um, you know, I, I had felt I felt for my friends in LA because I know my apartment was not the place that I wanted to to undergo this situation. Um, so I, I counted myself and and Kelly, we counted ourselves very fortunate. Um, but here, you know, you have the same apartments <laughs> or even smaller. So to see people that couldn't go out um uh, it didn't it didn't last too long fortunately 
but the but they did shut the beaches down for three months and that was you know that that was very contentious and and you had you had a lot of people lashing out about that um because people need their surfing but but uh, it was yeah it was it, it was tough it was tough yeah was it like a military lockdown though or was it like well, I, that's what i was curious about like was it like do not leave the house or you're gonna get hurt or was it like everyone's going inside i'm just curious like what level it was at it was at the local policing level which is the the bonjar which is the local um the local authorities they're not they're not part of, of the policia they're not part of the um uh, military so you had the so you had the Banjar, which you know very very peaceful. It's like, hey, get out of here. <laughs> there's no um, there's no uh, police influence like uh, you know in the United States. Uh, You're so tame. You don't have to be tame here at the Self Love Line, but um, or the Morning Intentions Radio. <laughs> that's how it is. So yeah, well, the, I defund the police <laughs> okay there you go it's okay you can say it i have an uncle and a cousin who are police so i can't say it so i have to try and get i them. know i know i'm so sorry oh geez i knew that too. <laughs> so i'm i'm just gonna that is that is eddie alms uh personal uh, what if opinion. we just change no 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 you're good we want you to say that what if we changed it to refund compassion refund the yes refund the mental health space and and the first responders space refund humanity <laughs> yeah okay i like i like that much better thank you jocelyn i'm into that i want that's like okay so just like how do we flip the script on a few of these things right there's so yeah. many different uh divisions going on in the culture right now how do we continue rather than seeing division everywhere we need to come up with like unity mindedness mm. one mm -hmm. theory working mm -hmm toward the solution rather than grieving i mean basically all of the upset is all grief as we know yeah. going yes. on so how do we work through that grief and allow for the solution of what's really going to bring retribution and equity and all of that into the social justice realm it's like that's what i see a lot of people not identifying their grief i see a lot of people like uh not actually taking the step to say i think i'm grieving it's more, it's like, I'm going to skip that step and go straight to like, like anger, this, Talk. this and that and that and that. And it's, it's like, Oh, don't, you're going to make things worse. I've made things worse. I, I'm like, I'm a bit, I'm a bit outspoken at times. And it's like, Oh, okay. I didn't, you know, I didn't identify my grief. Yeah. Or not. I didn't know that the racism was woven into me since I was a child. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I understood that like it wasn't okay for like there was not very many people of color in my neighborhood and I was very confused by that but I thought that was normal because I was living in a w dominant white community and I've just been so happy to be in Long Beach and really experience real life and experience connecting with everybody. Long Beach is everybody. Everybody. Long Beach is everybody on this planet is in Long Beach. I. It's the, it's the most like melting cultural not melting pot I've ever been in. I love Long Beach. Me too. Well, yeah. thank you for going around the world with us today, Eddie. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's so good to see your, your smile. And, and I look forward to uh, working with you guys. I can't wait to be part of the crew. Oh, I know. The students are pretty stoked. Can you tell the people where can we find you if we want to know more about our nervous system? Yeah, um, you can find me at Science of Touch at Science of Touch and uh, scienceoftouch.com. Um, uh, there I uh, drop a lot of somatic science bombs and uh, and also, you know, personal stories. Um, I'm trying to come up with a workshop called Working with Our Exceptions or the Working with Our Exceptions series. So guiding people from the body parts like the interoception, neuroception, proprioception, um, all the way through the mind uh, with uh, reception, conception, and perception. And so I, I'm working on that series now. But um, yeah, that's uh, where you can find me is scienceoftouch.com. And if we wanted to go to a yoga class with you and your girlfriend that we like, what, where would we do that? <laughs> she is at, at momo.com um, slash the practice Bali. Uh, yeah, you can, and she's going to drop a course here soon, but, um, but her classes are, uh, I think five us dollars right now and, uh, the incredible Tantra Katha yoga, uh, classes, 75 minutes. So Tantra Katha practice, and then you get uh, pranayama and meditation all in the same class. It's the way that yoga should be. So she is probably the, she is the best teacher I've ever come across so <laughs> keep it that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome and we're so appreciative of you guys both doing this good work out there we need earthlings to combine forces and you're doing it so um, thank, thank you, you Betty. i look forward to seeing you soon you're, and you're doing you're doing it too so i'm like <laughs> thank you for bringing people together to tell you the honest truth <laughs>